Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and a review on iTunes, never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. And man, it's been a weird ass month. I mean, it's legit been a month since I recorded anything for Rock Strikes 10. Uh, that fallen episode with Logan that I posted at the beginning of the month, that was kind of in the bank there, so I'm glad I had that one ready to go. It's a good show, good episode. And since then, it was like WrestleMania week, so myself and my lovely wife, Nola, did a, an entire week of WrestleMania-related activities, and then just weird shit happened. I lost my phone at the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, during a SmackDown taping, and they found the fucking thing, mailed it back to me, so... I'm publicly shouting out to the great Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Good on you guys. Thank you so much. That's my public putting you guys over. You'll probably never hear this, but if you live in the Houston area, you know, uh, support that venue. It, yes, it's an arena and corporate and everything, but damn, man, they found my phone. So, yeah. Had, like, pretty much the entire pictorial history of that WrestleMania week. We met a ton of cool people, and if all those photos had been lost, I would have just been completely heartbroken. Yes, the memories are there, but it's, it's, it's nice to have pics, right? Pics or it didn't happen. That's what they all say. That's what the kids say. All right, getting into Rock Strikes 10 here. Getting into a favorite theme, uh, an ongoing theme here on Rock Strikes 10. It's time for brand new music. Yes. Our first brand new music episode of 2016. I need uh, I need like a good theme name for this whenever I revisit. I've got a bunch of other, you know, cool themes, you know. I got the Fallen. I've got the song title remains the same. I need something cool for new music. I can't think of a single damn thing to call this. So, real friends of the show, which I mean, you know, people that actually listen to this damn thing. You got any good ideas? I am I am just tapping out on this theme as far as the title. So if you got a good one, let me know and I'll give you credit for it forever. Speaking of giving credit, yes, my podcasting mentor, Michael Butler of the Rock and Roll Geek Show, was kind enough to, uh, you know, lend me or just allow me. Yeah, I think allow me is a better way to put it, uh, to use his Rock and Roll Geek scoring system four new albums, and that's what I'll be doing for each album here that we're talking about. The first 10 releases that I purchased, yes, purchased, not stolen, of 2016. I don't like to steal music. If you make it out of print and unavailable to me, yeah, I'll, I'll steal it. I'll rip it off of YouTube or whatever. But I love purchasing records. I feel like I appreciate them more. I really do. I know people that get, you know, all the illegal feeds and everything, but they don't even listen to the records. It's like... That, that gets me listening to it. I, I spent my hard-earned money on it, and I listened to the damn things. And for you out there, I like to give my little point system here. We're going to start off this brand-new 2016 music episode here with a pair of releases that are, are very well tied into each other. First of all, they were both available on Pledge Music. And 
they also have like zero degrees of separation from each other because they happen to be members of the Wild Hearts. So we're going to start off here with a new release from Scott Sari. And Scott is the uh, current bass player for the Wild Hearts whenever the Wild Hearts do something. And Scott used to be in Brides of Destruction. Nice guy. Met him. Shook his hand. Had a nice conversation with him. And it used to be called Sorry and the Sinatras, so I don't know if that's over or not, but I do know that this current release is just under the name Scott Sorry. So when you go and search it, whether it's on iTunes or Amazon MP3 Music, those are the two ways to search. Scott Sorry, just Scott Sorry. And uh, I don't think you can purchase either this one or the next one on Pledge anymore because the pledges are over, so that's what happens. And by doing that, I, I screwed up. I, I didn't pledge. I'm admitting it. Guilty. I'm a bad person. I uh, missed out on the physical copies. I really love to get physical copies. In this case, I downloaded them off of iTunes, both of them. So, you know, it was a little bit of a value there. I saved a, a few bucks than the average iTunes album price. So you can get both of these current releases for $8.99 a pop. And I recommend them. Matter of fact, they actually, we'll say, we'll just, I'm just going to lump these two in together here. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to play them back to back since I've yak so much here on the intro. So we're just going to kick off the music here, starting with Scott Sari's new one off of his album, When We Were Kings, and then go into something off of CJ Wildhart's new one, Robot. And if these guys couldn't be any more similar, besides, you know, the tide of the Wildhearts, they both scored the exact same amount on, my, uh, on the scoring system here. So I've got them at 90 points out of 100. So high enough for a recommendation. So here we go. Kicking off this episode of Rock Strikes 10. We're going to start off with Give It by Scott Sari. <laughs>
Kicking off this week's episode of Rock Strikes 10, 2016, brand new music stuff. A double shot of two current members of the Wild Hearts, Scott Sari, the bass player, and CJ Wildheart, who returned to the Wild Hearts back in 2012. And I think that's super cool that he's back in the band. I mean, you can really hear on there that CJ and Ginger are definitely kindred spirits musically. I mean, that could just as easily be a Ginger song. And I mean that with the highest regard and respect to both guys. But I will say that was Control-Alt-Delete by C.J. Wildheart off of his brand new record, Robot. And we kicked things off with Scott Sorry and Give It off of When We Were Kings. Go get those records. They scored 90 points out of a potential 100. And I was being nitpicky because of the uh, Wildhearts fanboy that I am. So I think that's a fair score. So go check out both of those records. Obviously, you can also tell by... There's uh, definitely some stylistic differences in those two. Scott's a little more straightforward, more punk rock, garage rock type stuff. And CJ's is a bit more experimental, but definitely has, you know, it's definitely the more wild heart sounding of the two by far. But both equally great records there. And obviously they are. And I, I didn't do that on purpose. They just happened to tie that way. So moving on here, sticking with England, though, and some underrated greatness from England. Uh, a band that I, I know is uh, decently big over there, 
but has never really uh, done anything in America, which is super sad. I'm talking about Skunk and Nancy, who's been back now for a few years. I know uh, myself and Tina Fella over there in the Netherlands definitely uh, equally love our Skunk and Nancy. So what's up, Tino? And, uh, you know, I got the new record here. This is one of the first things that came out this year. And once again, it was just one of those things where, you know, I love to buy a physical product, but it's only available as an import, and the import was very pricey. So I went ahead and did the iTunes thing with it. The new album is called Anarchy Texture. It's one word. And it's, uh, you know, I'm assuming it's called Anarchy Texture. Over in America, it'd be spelled with an X instead of a C, but that's one of those European versus America things that's always interesting. Our spelling differs. So, Old English versus New English, right? Okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. I know currently I should be talking about the new Skunk and Nancy, and this is the first one uh, since they've been back that I bought right away when it came out. So, and, and I like it. It's, it's, and I'm probably going to say this a couple of times on the show. This one's a little bit more of a grower. I like this album the more I listen to it. Initially, uh, you know, a, as a longtime fan of the band, I didn't instantly love it like I did some of the initial albums. My favorite album of theirs easily is Post-Orgasmic Chill. I think that album is amazing. But this is a damn fine record. Uh, if, you're, if you've if you got all the other records, then definitely get this one. It didn't do bad at all here on the scoring system. Uh, I've got 80 points out of 100. And I'm going to play you, I think it's one of the more instantly likable songs on here. And it actually doesn't sound a whole lot like a Skunk and Nancy song, in my opinion. It sounds more like a lot of the more, you know, modern rock bands, or I should say decent modern rock bands, you know, like a Hailstorm or something like that. It has that thing going on. It's definitely uh, more anthemic. And they don't usually write a lot of anthems, but they're a fucking great group. So anyway, you slice it. Skunk and Nancy is awesome. So here's a song off of Anarchy Texture. Check this one out. It's called Bullets. Yes. 
All right, Bullets there from Skunk and Nancy off of their latest Anarchy Texture. The more I listen to that song, the more I love it. I think it's awesome. Definitely a Muse meets Hailstorm vibe going on, but hey, that's not a bad thing, honestly. If you want to mention two bands that actually get radio play nowadays that are actually good, it's it's those two bands. But check out Skunk and Nancy's catalog. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's definitely something different, but there's a lot of heart and a lot of soul in those records. And that's a good segue, actually. Speaking of heart and soul and empowered women, going to play you something off the brand new Lucinda Williams. Now, she's not very rockerola, I understand. Not for Rock Strikes 10, but... You know, there's a. I don't have a much of a format here. I, I think it's more of you know the rock and roll is a state of mind, which has led to a lot of debate, which I won't get into. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, but Lucinda Williams, I did have her basically in my top ten songwriters of all time. I think she is. Uh, you know, if you're talking about Americana, and you know, telling the tale of, you know, the back roads of America, I don't think anybody gets it better than Lucinda Williams, you know, it's like Tom Petty comes very close and Tom is greatness, but Lucinda's lived the life. She was a, a late starter in the game. You know, she was the, the atypical struggling waitress, you know, and, and I think being that bad off and, and just living that working class lifestyle throughout like, you know, her, her, you know, young adulthood, I think, paid off as far as her art goes and you know so before this turns into like an npr broadcast then i'll I'll just move on here but she's got a new record out called the ghosts of highway 20 and i'm gonna actually play the title track off of this i'm gonna go ahead and get to it because it's a bit of a long tune but i i love the journey and i think you should definitely kick back for the next uh, few minutes here and just really absorb what lucinda has to say here and it's just got a great vibe. It's 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 real creepy and dark, but it's it's very real. And that's all I can really tell you. And it's the way the album's recorded, I didn't actually score the album terribly high. I got it at 68 out of 100, and it kind of suffers that double album thing where I think there's some filler on it. But the music's always got something going on for it, even if I don't like some of the lyrics, which... I definitely listen to the lyrics a lot heavier, you know, on a Lucinda record than I do some of these other records. Uh, so I was just, you know, if I wasn't feeling the lyrics, then I didn't score the the song very high. So that's kind of where it suffers. And once again, it probably could stand to be a single record. But hey, that's that's her trip. She wanted a double album, and then she made one. It these all sound very much like one takes. Like uh, there's a there's a structure to the song but as far as like how it's going to end we just don't know and and I definitely get that vibe off of this song as well so once again here's the title track from Lucinda Williams new record called The Ghosts of Highway 20 check it out Only FM bands Farms and truck stops Fireworks stands I know this road Like the back of my hand So the secrets Still buried deep Rooting and restless 
Beneath the crack concrete If you were from here You would feel me To the death along with the ghost of Howard Turner I went through hell when I was younger Deep in the well You'll see the hunger To find the strength I got within me To wrestle with the ghost of Howard Turner Tears I don't want for nothing But my tears They keep on coming And my fears Continue to haunt me Along with the ghost Of Howie Tony I know this road Like the back of my hand Same with the stations Only FM bands Phones and truck stops And fireworks scenes Got no stroke On the back of my hands Yeah, I 
truck stops and fire stands. I know there's roll like on the back of my hand. And I have seen the signs of say we're closing in on the final days. But I got nothing. Left to repent My saving grace is with the ghost on Highway 20 Yeah, my saving grace is with the ghost on Highway 20 Yeah, my saving grace is with the ghost on Highway 20 That song gives me the chills, and I hope it did the same for you. That was The Ghost of Highway 20 by Lucinda Williams, off the album of the same name. At least go purchase that song if you're going to do anything with this record. That one's a keeper. So, All right, moving on here to another great artist. Here's an icon that put her record out. And, you know, I, I never know what to expect from this guy, but that's definitely what makes him a true artist. Talking about Iggy Pop here. The album is called Post-Pop Depression, and the band that's backing him up on this, definitely of note, of course. You got Josh Hame from Queens of the Stone Age, and Dean Fertitta, also from Queens of the Stone Age, on this. And the drummer of the Arctic Monkeys, Matt Helders. So, definitely a noteworthy band, and it does sound like Iggy Pop singing for both Queens of the Stone Age and the Arctic Monkeys at times. So, that's pretty much what you get on this record. And much like pretty much every Iggy record that has ever existed, uh, you never know what's going to come out of this man's mouth. He's unpredictable. He just seems like he just goes with it. And it, it doesn't all the time lend well to like a first listen, maybe. But I will say the, it, it's, this is another grower, let's just say it. I like the album the more I listen to it. And the score, you know, I, I was probably nitpicking it because I'm such a big fan. And what can you do? It's Iggy. Uh, it's not Rob Power or Kill City or even Beat Em Up for me, but I do like the record, probably more so than the score says. I have it at 70 out of 100, 
And that's one of those things where there's just not a whole lot of songs either. There's like nine songs on this record. So at least you can't say that it outstays its welcome. And I'm going to play this one. This definitely has more of a modern feel to it. It's kind of a dance rock, you know, a lot of that modern dance rock and stuff, you know, like like what the Arctic Monkeys do at times and like what Franz Ferdinand does. This reminded me of Franz Ferdinand musically, and I and that's a good thing. I like that band. Uh, but here you go, Iggy Pop from post-pop depression. This is Sunday.
I'm going to fade it out there a little bit because the orchestra swell goes on for about another minute or so. But, you know, I dig it. It's not, it's not a bad thing, but hey, let's do a little radio thing and talk over music. So there you go. That was Sunday by Iggy Pop from Post Pop Depression. I'm pretty sure that album title was actually a Josh Hame thing because he said that working on this album definitely took his mind off of all that unfortunate stuff that went on in Paris dealing with Eagles of Death Metal. He wasn't even there for that show, but, you know, I get it. You know, like, everybody he knows was affected by that. So this was definitely one of those albums that I'm sure he got a real... Th- I mean, you know, he's freaking co-writing with Iggy Pop and performing with him. How can he not love that? That that put anybody in a better mood. So definitely an important record and one that will be talked about. I'll probably make some urine lists if people remember that far back once we get to it. Uh, something that definitely will be remembered forever. You know, of course, David Bowie. And if you've been following Rock Strikes 10, if you're a true friend of the show, you know that myself and Logan are... Uh, you know, definitely engulfed in paying a year-long tribute to David Bowie. Part one has already uh, been put up, and part two should be out very soon, sometime in the month of May. And then we've got two more specials to do for David Bowie throughout the year. I'm just spacing them out because I feel like that's the best way to do it. And the man deserves not only a year-long tribute, but definitely a lifelong one. And... We'll talk about Black Star on that part four, on the very last part there, because we're going in chronological order with these Bowie specials, but definitely need to talk about Black Star. It came out as the first major release of the year, came out on his birthday, and we all know the story. A few days later, the uh, horrible thing happened, and it sucks. And I did pick up the album, actually, on the day that it came out, and listened to it twice, and I was like, man, I'm going to have to listen to this a few more times because this is definitely a, you know, definitely an arty Bowie record. It's, it's not a rock album, that's for sure. If you're looking for rock and roll, there's plenty of other Bowie albums you can check out. Uh, this is not one of them. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad record. I really do like a lot of stuff on here, but I, I waited a long time to score the Bowie record and just re-listen to it over and over and over again. And I got it at about 86 out of a hundred and that's from a long time fan. So take that for what it's worth. So uh, I'm going to play you, I think uh, one of the more instantly likable songs on the album. And it's, it's a good representative uh, of what you could possibly expect on black star. And I, th- I think it is worth picking up. So I will recommend it. But, you know, buyer beware. Like I said, not a rock and roll album, but it's definitely a very interesting and very full, you know, music as an art form kind of thing. So I, I don't know what I'm talking about. This is why I'm not on NPR or Sirius or anything else. Because I just ramble and play some records. So here you go. David Bowie off of Black Star. This is Sue or In a Season of Crime. <laughs>
And I think another reason why I like that song so much is that it reminds me of something that could have been on his outside or Earthling albums. And I really like those albums a lot. So there you go. That was Sue and in parentheses or in a season of crime by David Bowie. Hope you enjoyed that. We're moving on here uh, to yet another act from jolly old England. So I will go ahead and say, how you doing, Chris Riley? Hope you're still listening to the show. That That's a cool guy right there. All right. I wonder, Mr. Riley, or anybody else that could possibly be listening from England, because only in England would you know this band. I, I know about them. I, I just got lucky. I, I remember getting a promo copy of this band's first record somewhere around uh, 2002, 2003. I have loved this band ever since. I bought everything they put out. And there's just something about this band for me. I, I truly love this band. And you should get to know them. If you want something a little different, this band is called The Coral. Like I said, they're from England. And there's all these different aspects of, you know, classic singer-songwriter, you know, Donovan-type stuff. There's definitely some psychedelic garage stuff going on. little Captain Beefheart influence at times. And, you know, I think they're a great representative of really interesting original music that could still come out of England. And I think they were probably just a little too good, honestly, for Americans and American radio, especially in the 2000s. I mean, the, the, the most British thing that we got in the 2000s was Coldplay. One of the worst fucking bands of all time. Should have been the Coral. This world would be a lot better off. Don't believe me? Listen to their records. They're very cool and very interesting. They got a new record out called Distance In Between. I'm going to play you, I think, one of the more instantly likable songs on there. It's a trip. Check it out. This is Million Eyes, the Coral. Right on. Falling into grey 
right, the coral there and Million Eyes off of their new record, Distance in Between. Go get some coral into your life. The coral, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news 14 years after their debut here on Rock Strikes. And I think I've actually played them before, but it's been a long time. And uh, I scored that coral record at 86 out of 100, so definitely worthy of a recommendation as an album on its own. So go check it out. All right, moving on here. Another band from overseas. And this band, this is interesting because this album just came out in the States just at the beginning of the year. But this album has actually been out and existed overseas for a little over two years now. This band, The Struts. And I know they're getting some some buzz and some play here and there. That's probably, honestly, just due to Paola because this is a lot more real rock and roll than radio's really willing to put on at this point, especially on you know the mainstream terrestrial stations. They're even playing a lot of these radio shows now, and honestly, they're probably doing it for plays and spins, and you know some some label jerk off thing. But don't discount the fact that we have a really cool new rock record in our hands here in the states. So I think you should definitely check out this album by The Struts. It's called Everybody Wants. And uh, there's a reissue out here in America. It just came out. So I'm counting it as a 2016 album because of the fact that I'm just now hearing of it, like a lot of other people here. If you're a fan of it, it it's got a little bit of like, you know, the modern dance pop. Uh, there's definitely garage rock influences. There's some really good glam rock influences. And, you know, even like the good 70s disco rock that you can't help but love. It's just a cool, fun record, so I gotta, I gotta recommend you pick this album. I think it, it took a couple of songs for it to really get off the ground for me, as far as like, oh hey, I actually do really like this record. You know, there's nothing wrong with the first couple of songs, but as far as like, do I like the singer? Do I like the musical direction? And there was so many different things going on that I couldn't help but love it by the end of it. You know, even, even a couple of the weak points on the record. Uh, this thing still scored 89 out of 100 for me, and I'm sticking with it. So I recommend this album, The Struts, and Everybody Wants. This is one of my instantly favorite songs off of the record here. This one is a bit more of a throwback, garage rock kind of song. So this is Put Your Money On Me. It's hard being a slave to your body 
catchy tune that was put your money on me by the struts go pick up that record you know there there was an album that came out i think it was about five years ago that real rock fans found and loved and this album and especially that song especially reminds me of a late great one and done band called bad city they had an album out called welcome to the wasteland and that could have been on that record, that song right there. So another reason I love that track, and I think you should check out The Struts. All right, we're going to end the show here with two high-profile metal releases. And i, I got to say, you know, I usually hate when critics, or even band members especially, do that whole pre-album hype and boast. It's like, it's our best album since such-and-such record. Fill in the blank of a classic release that you want to hear a band get back to. Like, for instance, when like a Joe Perry or a Steven Tyler says, oh, this feels like rocks, and it never is. At least not on this side of the uh, microphone. But, And I don't even know if the band was boasting this is our best since whatever for this, but I gotta say, this new Megadeth album is, I think, the first instantly likable record in a long time, probably since Cryptic Writings, to be quite honest with you. I've I've really enjoyed things here and there on all of their records. You know, I could even find maybe a good song on Risk. But, you know, the modern era of Megadeth, the post-comeback era, let's say, since the system has failed, I could definitely find songs on those records that I've enjoyed. But I think this new one, Dystopia, is one of their better top-to-bottom albums in a very long friggin' time. So I, I must recommend it to you, yes. Especially if you're looking for some new heavy metal, you know. Yes, this is a heritage metal band at this point, but they're playing like they mean it, and that's the important part. And these two albums that I'm going to play to finish off the show definitely have the same kind of thing going for them, I think. You know, in, in Megadeth, especially in my eyes and pretty much everybody else, it's Dave and Dave. It's Dave Mustaine and Dave Ellison and as the core band and whenever they can find those other two that they mesh well with like that's why everybody loves that rust and peace lineup so much whenever you can mesh with two other guys it just the the music always makes more sense and the new blood they injected into this band and nothing against anybody that's been doing it since let's say the rust and peace lineup broke up but i think this lineup is you know, pound for pound, the best lineup they've had since the Marty Nick stuff. This guy from Angra, Kiko Loreiro, and I think I'm saying that right, is their new lead guitar player, or co-lead guitar player, because Mustaine is a fucking beast of a lead guitar player still. 
Uh, it's just amazing to just watch them play. That's why I don't mind them standing still so much. Like if you watch one of their concerts or whatever, whenever they focus on Dave's fretboard, I mean, it's just so sick. It's just ridiculous. I love it. Uh, but yeah, they got this guy Kiko and then Chris Adler of Lamb of God playing drums. And I think that this is the new blood they needed to light a fire in their butt. It seems to show here on Dystopia. And there's a couple of songs that I'm like, eh. But overall, on the scoring system, I got the new Megadeth Dystopia at 85 out of 100. And I'm just going to go ahead and play the title track here. Let's check it out. Dystopia by Megadeth. Yeah. 
tasteful rehash there of the second half of Wake Up Dead, in my opinion. Paying tribute to themselves. But that's such a fun listen, and the, the playing is so ridiculous that I have to forgive it. And that's probably another reason why it's one of my favorite songs on Dystopia, is because it reminds me of Wake Up Dead there at the end. But there you go, Dystopia by Megadeth. Go check it out. It's a very quality metal record. And speaking of quality metal records, we're going to close off the show with a uh, definitely a contender already for album of the year. Do they have it locked up this early in the year? I don't know. It's definitely going to be hard to beat. You might know what I'm talking about here. You probably know what I'm talking about here. The new Anthrax record for all kings. Now, Anthrax, obviously a perennial favorite here for you longtime friends of Rock Strikes 10. And they didn't let me down this time either. I was probably a little bit worried, and that's going to sound weird because... Not that he was like a long time member, but when Rob Caggiano left and eventually wound up joining Volbeat, I was like, oh man, you know, Rob was so important to worship music and we've come for you all that I thought maybe there would be a little bit of a drop. And then maybe there is, I don't know, but I I don't hear it right now. Uh, I've listened to this record quite a bit since it's come out, but... I have no complaints with uh, John Donay or uh, Donai. I'm not even sure how to say it, but their current new lead guitar player, kid's really good, and he definitely brings it on this new one here. So no complaints. Joey's singing great. I mean, everybody's just on all cylinders, if I may use the cliche. This is the recommendation of the year so far. I've got it 96 out of 100, and I was trying to nitpick. I swear I was. There was only like one song that I was kind of like, ah, it's a thumbs in the middle. So 96 out of 100, Anthrax is for all kings. I'm going to play you. This one really stood out to me. I mean, a lot of them did upon initial listen, but when I heard that, I'm like, I'm playing that on the show, even though it's quite long at nearly eight minutes. But I'm going to close off this week's show here with Blood Eagle Wings.
Closing off this week's show here with the greatness of Anthrax. The best of the big four, in my opinion. That is Blood Eagle Wings from their new record, For All Kings. Right now, the contender for album of the year. Will it get overpassed by something that could score more than 96? It's always possible, I suppose, but that's what's going to keep me tuned in all year. I'll be buying the records, and we'll see. We will just see. You know, before we get out of here, I'll just tell you what we got coming up here on the show and a couple of plugs. I definitely need to throw in some shout-outs and plugs, but uh, we already got, uh, as far as new records, about halfway there to the next new music show, so maybe there'll be some more quality releases here over the next few weeks. As soon as I get up to 10 again, I'm going to put another one of these out. You definitely won't have to wait three or four months because that first quarter, man, it takes a while for the year to get cooking as far as new releases go. So next new music episode will definitely come sooner than later. Next episode should be a odds and ends episode. I haven't done that forever, and I love the odds and ends theme, so stay tuned for that. That'll be the next episode. I already have enough songs for it. Looking forward to that. Also, the belated Alice Cooper birthday show, it actually is still in the works, and I think this is a good one. I'm, I'm excited about it. I don't think anyone's done this kind of a particular Alice Cooper episode before, so excited about that, but I'm not going to spill the beans yet because a lot of my podcasting friends have their own shows, and they might do a show or ten here about Alice Cooper. And speaking of that, if you didn't see me sharing it on social media, and you should have, and you should have checked it out, I know some of you did. Todd Cunningham, a friend of mine, sent me some nice feedback for being on the show. But you know, if you if you've been wanting new Rock Strikes Ten episodes, you definitely should have been checking out the Cobras and Fire podcast. My boys, Loose Cannon and Baco, had me on. We uh, it's still currently going on. It's going to be six parts altogether. It looks like of us covering the entire discography of Alice Cooper and it's broken up into eras. So been, it was a lot of fun doing the show. We did the whole damn thing in one night. It took like three and a half hours to do, but it was super fun. Fun, always fun talking to those guys. And I recommend that show. It's a, it's a fun rock podcast. And uh, yeah, Cobras and Fire. Go listen to the latest five episodes that are currently out. And I'm on there. And, you know, what can I say? Good stuff. So tell your friends, listen to it yourself, and tell them the Rock Strikes 10 sent you. And I think that's it. Look out, there'll be a new Fallen episode coming down the pike. So a lot of fun and big things doing here on Rock Strikes 10. Last but not least, before we get out of here, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro song. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband. For more info, and tell them the Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Until the next one, everybody out there, have fun. <laughs>